The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. What up, y'all? It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season's here, and you already know there's no better place to get in on the action than, you guessed it, FanDuel. As far as the app itself goes, look, it's safe, it's easy, it's secure. I've been using it for a while now. There's always great exclusive offers. Dude, on Thursday night, you get a free $10 same game parlay. Like, it's completely free. If you lose, you get that money back to bet again with. And when you do win, you'll get paid fast, which is very important. Because you can win in a lot of ways, right? Spread, money line, over, unders, totals, futures, props, all of it. Same game parlays. It's all there for you. The live betting. You can even live bet same game parlays. What are we talking about here? So use the promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. SNAPS. Ah. Must be 21 and present in select states only. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. Arizona, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. going on everyone welcome into a special late night edition of snaps uh you can tell it snaps after dark because well as um my vocal cords are want to do to hear during the football season uh they've completely betrayed me uh, i have no idea how my voice is gonna last over the next 30 minutes but we will see and i'm very excited to be here with you tonight um shout out to everybody hanging out in the chat uh, i'll kind of talk for a little minute and kind of give everybody a chance to uh, get in here and uh, look, man, it's going to be chill, relax. You want to grab a drink, uh, put your questions in the chat. We'll kind of, uh, we'll, we'll bounce back and forth uh, throughout the night. 
Uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, though, is mainly going to be the late slate. Look, uh, early on, well, I guess we'll get into LSU, which would have been early. Uh, but but earlier in the day, uh, the favorites roll. Uh, Tennessee does exactly what they need to do. Ohio State, Michigan completely dominate. UGA dominates. Uh, but as college football is wont to do, it got a little weird once the sun sit down. And we're going to talk about Texas and Texas A&M. You see the question from Brum right there in the uh, YouTube chat. Uh, who had the most embarrassing loss? I do want to make sure, though, to tell you, like, we're I, I, I'm going to start that conversation with TCU because I understand that that's not maybe the best from a pure content standpoint, but like TCU deserves to be talked about, even though making fun of Texas is more fun. Um, Oregon ducking it up. Uh, a lot of LSU fans happy to see that. Really, anybody on the outside of the playoff looking in that even potentially helps like a, like a one loss Michigan or Ohio state, like any team that is trying to get in without a conference championship, just got one step closer as the PAC 12 got one step closer to not making a conference championship. Talk about LSU clinching Harold Perkins unreal. I've got some snaps and some snips, uh, some things that I liked uh, throughout the day today. Brum, um, since we're early on in the show here, uh, maybe just to play later, can you find the video? Uh, it's all over the place of the kid showing off his Costco card at the um, of course at the basketball game. All right, perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there a little bit sure. later. Uh, Brandon, Hal, Dylan, Caleb, Rogue, Jim. Uh, what's up, everyone? Kevin. All right, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, start this thing up. Andy JDW, if you find it's next, Pat White. Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy. Oklahoma lost to a bad WVU team that is getting ready to fire Neil Brown. And we it, and and the crazier part is that instead of it being one of the main topics of the day, the news is kind of met with like a, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Like it has gone horribly awry for Venables here in year one in Oklahoma. And and what's kind of wild about it is, again, we mentioned this weeks ago with Oklahoma. You don't, if you're an Oklahoma fan, you don't have to hit the panic button yet, like long-term panic, right? This year's awful, but you don't have to hit the long-term panic button yet, but you're going to have to do a heavy amount of mental gymnastics to, 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 to give yourself hope going forward because Brent Venables has never done this before. He's out from under the protective wing of Father Dabo, and you don't know that he's going to be the one to get you right, and now you're about to enter the SEC Awful, awful night to be an Oklahoma fan. Uh, shout out to LSU Cools, look very relaxed. I don't, I, I don't feel particularly relaxed. Again, my, my throat. What the hell's going on, guys? Well, actually, I mean, I know what's going on. I drank and smoked this pipe all day. Uh, that's you know, that's I guess it's generally what happens. Um, Brandon Reese, but OU fans are saying they were going to dominate the SEC. Oof, ooh, mm, mm, mm. Uh, Caleb P snaps SEC championship. Is that official? Did Georgia clinch today? They did right? clinch today. Snaps SEC title. Okay. Snaps SEC title with both 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 guys with brand new babies. Uh officially going to happen here in about a month. All right, let's get into it. Uh again, we're gonna talk about who had the worst loss, Texas or Texas A&M, but first I do want to credit TCU. Okay. And I want to credit Auburn as well. Like, let's credit the teams that actually won those games before we make fun of the shit show. That is Texas football. Uh, first off, on the TCU front, um, even after 
everything they did. I mean, if if we're all not guilty of just falling for the hot girl, even though we know her personality shucks and she's not even that hot at the end of the day, like every single time we just lamented it a couple of weeks ago. If if TCU was Texas, they'd be number three in the playoff. And yet when they square up with Texas, what do we do? Vegas says they're favored by seven. Everybody believes in Texas. Hell, if I'm being honest, Brum, I thought Texas was going to win this game. Like I'm going to have fun, like making fun of Aaron, but it was only out of pure principle that I was siding with TCU here. I thought I was wrong because there were so many smart football minds saying Texas was going to win this game. Um, but Texas remains Texas. They are eternally disappointing. TCU, on the other hand, remains a team that just finds a way to win. Like, huge credit to Sonny Dykes. TCU's defense has been awful this year. Uh, they've been winning with offense every single year. And yet, they just won a game where in the first half, they had the ball in Texas territory five different times and didn't come away with a single point. I mean, like, for a actually, if Texas should be happy about anything, Texas defense played incredible until they finally broke because their offense gave them no complimentary play, no support whatsoever. Just absolutely unreal performance by this TCU defense. It's been bad all year. They hold Texas to 199 total yards, one of 13 on third down. They hold Bijan Robinson to 12 carries and 29 yards. While TCU's running back Kendra Miller, 21 carries, 138. So TCU dominated the trenches. Huge credit to Sonny Dykes. They win their, or excuse me, they're going to the Big 12 championship 10 and 0. I mean, take a bow, Horn Frogs. Excellent job on the road in Austin. Clearly the better team. I mean, the 17 to 10 doesn't even tell the whole story. Texas had no business getting 10 points in that game. Now, let's talk about Auburn a little bit. Um, Auburn fans are on my snaps list here because credit to you if you're a loyal War Eagle. Y'all had every right in the world to not give a damn about this game, okay? It's two three and six teams. You fire Brian Harson. The entire team has left. Like, sure, an interim coach that's a beloved interim coach is somewhat exciting, but it's still no reason to go to this game. But not only do people show up and pack out during hair, but that crowd was absolutely electric all night long. They were feeding off of, uh, do we call him Carnell or Cadillac now? Someone I thought correct me when I called him Cadillac the other day. Does he not like that anymore? I think he, he his, in his coach form, he is going by Carnell. Perfect. I want to yeah. respect him, especially after win like that. So you could tell that Carnell Williams was definitely feeding off the crowd's energy. The crowd was feeding off of his energy. The players were feeding off his, his energy. And I don't want another person in here to ever defend the job that Brian Harson did at Auburn to me. I don't care if you want to defend Brian Harson's resume elsewhere and the job he did at Boise, whatever. He did an objectively awful job at Auburn. And here you have these players after the game and Car Coach Carnell talking after the game about how these players needed to be healed. Like they were broken and they quite literally needed to be healed. Uh, and, and the wildest part about the Auburn A&M game is that Auburn looked significantly better than Texas A&M, like just a significantly better football team. That is insane. Compared to A&M, Auburn has had awful recruiting. As I said, half the team left the program. They just fired their coach. Auburn does not have a quarterback that can throw the ball. I love Arabi Ashford's kind of toughness and his ability to run. 
You can't throw the ball. A&M won the turnover battle 3-1, to one, and yet they weren't even close. I mean, it was – A&M's awful. Like, they are awful. In the first half, Auburn averaged 7.2 yards a play. A&M averaged 3.6. A&M in the third quarter, their entire offensive production in the third quarter, four three and outs. I Credit to Auburn, great defense, great job. Carnell Williams gets the big win. Credit to Sonny Dykes, credit to TCU. Auburn and their fan base needed this. Okay, now let's get in to the shit stains on this equation, Texas and Texas A&M. Uh, Brum, since you posed the question, do you have an answer on who's worth this? Because it's really tough to say, right? One team was playing for pride in A&M, so you're like, yeah, so it doesn't matter as much. One team had legitimate, like, um, conference championship hopes to play for in Texas, so that makes you sting a little more. Texas was at home, which makes that one more embarrassing. But as I just laid out, like, A&M looked – just like the a just looks like the lesser football team against a team that they have no business being lesser than it's it's it is wild to choose who was shittier of the two where's your head head at from texas not close really um this was sark's lowest offensive production in terms of yards since 2012 okay they were it's 17 to 3 they didn't score an offensive touchdown with a team that is you know Supposed to be an offensive juggernaut with a highly rated quarterback and a offensive yeah. mind. The game wasn't really competitive. No, it was not competitive and at all. They at were all. Both, by a actually, both at games. Both games were not terribly competitive. Uh, even though the final scores would would make you think so. I mean, and the favored by a touchdown thing is huge there. Um, I guess, yeah. Mm. Maybe Texas is worse, but also, like we said, dude, this is why we said not to trust Texas. This is why after I trusted them, I think it was maybe the Texas Tech week or I don't know, one of the weeks early in the season. I said, okay, never again, because every time you line up to kick that football, Lucy will pull it. Uh, Just an awful joke. Do you fire Jimbo Fisher? I mean, I know we ask that question every week, and it's becoming more – it's – and, and, and the answer remains the same. It's always, you can't, you can't. It's too much money. It's unrealistic. You can't, you can't. But like every week, Jimbo pushes that envelope a little bit further. I would, like not be, I would not something. be surprised if Jimbo Fisher is fired in the next 48 hours. I would not be surprised. I mean, it, it is like he is playing some insane game of chicken. Is Ross Bjork the AD now? It's like he's playing some insane game of chicken with Ross Bjork right now. Like, Again, they have no desire to pay a man eighty million dollars not to work, but but Jimbo is uh, he's he's so I, I I I'm impressed. I mean, I was kind of impressed with Brian Harson managed to get fired before even getting two years and getting that fifteen million dollar buyout, but Jimbo is putting on just an absolute masterclass about how to make your situation untenable. What is that? Five or six losses in a row now for Texas A and M. Uh, I believe it may be five. Um, they'll win next week against UMass, and they got LSU. They'll probably lose that game. You're talking about a top 10 team that very well may finish the season four and eight, and not just finishing four and eight, but the culture seems a bit broken when you just look at the players on the sidelines, see stories coming out during the week. You got decommitments now on the recruiting trail. Um, and, and, and this is always a major red flag and 
like a lot of the uh, bad red flags on tonight, it applies to both Texas and Texas A&M, is when you are a coach and you have a strength on that side of the ball, um, you have to be good on that side of the ball. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's offense was putrid tonight. Um, Steve Sarkeesian's offense was absolutely putrid tonight. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I think A&M, and I love this because it is just the height of college football insanity and, and just how out of control the economics can be. But I think you're right, Brum. I think A&M really might fire Jimbo, which if you don't like A&M, you should not want that. Like, you should actually want Jimbo to stay there. Uh, there is no reason. He, there is no evidence. He has, he has given you no reason to believe that he will ever get things fixed at Texas A&M. None. And if he leaves, then you could be in trouble. Because if they hire someone good, like, like I am a firm believer that I know Aaron and Jake and other guys will tell you, they're like, you know, A&M, yeah, we say they have potential, but they've literally never done it, ever. Like, like never. And I understand that. But I also understand the influence that money has on the world and in today's college football. And I understand uh, how much like commitment and buy-in matters. And I still think with the right guy, that is probably the sleeping giant. So I, I hope they keep Jimbo employed. Um, I don't know that they will. Uh, what about Steve Sarkeesian? Is he on the hot seat now? I mean, what are we? Is This is year two of Sark, right? Last year was year one. This is year two. Yeah, so he's doing his He's 11 and 11 in, in his two years at Texas. And you fired Tom Herman for what? Uh, basically going 500? Essentially, um, yes. And with all the scandals with or the issues with the uh, Eyes of Texas stuff was what really did him in at the end. Oh, really? I know that. Imagine that. Texas up its own ass about such stupid-ass traditions instead of winning football games. Unbelievable. Uh, Lord of the Drip says, well, I mean, what do y'all think, dude? Would y'all fire Fisher? Would y'all fire Sark? Lord of the Drip says Texas should give Sark one more year. Sure. Sure. I mean, I... I, I think the Arch, commi- Arch Manning... I think you have saving, to. ...is saving his job. You cannot... You well, can't. how long... Go ahead. I believe that, like, locking up Arch guarantee, like, keeps you for another year, I think. But uh, I think that, that's almost as good any as... Chance that, any chance that Arch decommits? Well, then he's gone. If if you lose you Arch so? Manning, if you lose Arch Manning, I think your receipt become goes from warm to scalding fast. Wow, dude. I mean, I, I I think that I think that you have to give him a third year out of principle, and then you can feel very comfortable firing him after next year if they go five and five again. Uh yeah, Dylan Meadows Arch was at this game tonight too, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, Rogue Joker says. Jimbo and all his roots need to be pulled out. It's an awful thing going on over there. I love to watch them lose, but it's like a dead corpse at this point. Um, Caleb P says, Brian Kelly comes into a broken roster and has a better season than Jimbo ever had. Uh, Andy J, if you're worried about firing Jimbo, scared money, don't make money. Uh, Brandon Reese says, those players probably checked out on Fisher at this point. Uh, I get that feeling. Now, now I want to be clear. This is not anything reporting. I've not talked to anyone but when I look at the Texas A&M body language, <laughs> it looks like a bunch of guys that don't really give a fuck. Uh, now, it's a bunch of guys who love to celebrate when they make a play, which is, you know, whatever. That's only, like, natural. But but on the sideline, I mean, they're kind of, like, laughing, goofing around. It just, 
I don't know, man. It, it, it does. And then Jimbo just looks completely at odds. And, you know, it, it, it's hard, man. It's hard to age gracefully. And when things are going poorly and you're getting older, you just look so old. And Jimbo right now just looks tired with his glasses on the bridge of his nose, frustrated yelling at the players, no real response from the players, uh, complete inability to manufacture any offense. It's kind of like Nick Saban. Like, I I feel like Nick Saban, you know, he's he's getting older as well. And so, you know, he looks old. And then you lose a couple games, and all of a sudden everybody's like, God, he looks so tired, dude. He's probably going to retire. No, I don't know. But JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. 
Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, whatever, Alabama won today. Jimbo did not. So I don't know, man, just an awful day for the big brands of Texas football. Obviously not TCU. Huge shout out to the Horn Frogs, but Texas loses. They're now out of any Big 12 championship hopes. Things got to go to Kansas next week. Could absolutely lose that game. And then they got Baylor at home. I'm very disappointed in Baylor today. I don't want to talk about them. Uh, and then for Texas A&M, yeah, you're staring down LSU. And this is going to be a uh, motivated LSU team on a couple of fronts. Um, first off, I think they always hate A&M. Uh, I, I think that rivalry that was, you know, very manufactured is actually hit quite nicely. And, um, I mean, look, LSU still has an outside shot of the playoff, right? It's like they're motivated by playoff. They're motivated to flush this bad performance uh, after Arkansas. And now they have a playoff shot of the playoff because Oregon loses today. Oregon, Dan Lanning, ducks it up once again. Uh, what is this? Uh, Lord of Jim says about the AD at A&M is already making inquiries. Uh, David Wonderlick says Lane Kiffin is head coach. Brent Venables has his DC to Auburn. Um Bro, if I was Lane, wouldn't you wait for A and M or Texas to open up? Am or I being Oklahoma. dumb? Like, am I shitting? Am I like shitting on these cultures, like at one side of my mouth, and then like saying that you should join them? Um, because, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I still think the potentials of those schools with the right guy can be great. I think that Lane is probably that right guy. Again, I know Ole Miss lost today, but they're probably going to win ten games for back to back seasons after doing it. Uh, I'll have a good chance to win 10 regular season games back-to-back years after doing it for the first time ever in school history last year. Um, Dylan Meadows has stayed at Ole Miss, Keys to the Kingdom in Oxford. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, if he wants job security, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's beloved in Oxford. He can get whatever he wants. Um, but I do think that Ole Miss has some inherent limitations, maybe versus those uh, – versus other schools. Rogue Joker says Jimbo's a green notebook full of papers like the Waterboy. A lot of Waterboy references going on, uh, especially with uh, with Harold Perkins today, which we'll get to. Um, all right. Oregon loses. Uh, great, great again. Again, I know the big story for college football here is that Oregon loses, but a great game and a great year continues for Caleb DeBoer and that Washington Husky football team, now 8-2 and two on the year, expecting to be ranked in the teens next week. Um, this was a program that was dead in the water. Uh, a program where um, – uh, what was the old coach's name that got fired last year? Jimmy Lake. Yes, dude, Jimmy Lake. And it was all about, like, vaccine shit, just the stupidest fucking shit to get fired over. Uh, no offense. Uh, Washington State of. and the Washington coach confused. Oh, was Jimmy? So Jay, wait, did they just fire Jimmy Lake for doing bad? Jimmy Lake was the one who pushed the player on the sideline, and it spiraled from there. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and they were bad. My bad. You're right. The vaccine stuff was a Washington, uh, was a Washington State uh, coach. Uh, still, uh, pushing a player leading to your firing. Uh, that, that does kind of show you too that they were kind of ready to um ready to be done with you. Uh, but whatever. This is a Washington program. There were no great expectations for their offense is horrible. Uh, you, you hire Kalen DeBoer, which one of those like really successful small school coaches. Um, 
makes the jump up there, gets Michael Penix, and now they're running one of the most exciting offenses in the entire country. Penix, outside of an awful pick tonight, had some of the best throws I've ever seen in my life. In fact, this game was a great game. Like, if you love home runs and you love offensive football, uh, Oregon and TCU was just – or, excuse me, God, all my wires across – Oregon and Washington was just fantastic. I mean, back and forth, like every time Oregon would land like a big haymaker, and I'm like, all right, all right, that's it. Uh, Washington would come straight back. But Brum, did you see the did you see the end of the sequence in this game? I did. Uh, Dan Lanning like blew this like like yeah. badly, yeah. like like very badly. So uh, for those that don't know, um, the game was tied. Bo Nix had just gotten hurt the drive before. And Oregon has the ball in their own territory. It's fourth and one. They have a true, or it was either true freshman or redshirt freshman quarterback in. Never played, right? Your team just lost its hero in Bo Nix. There's about three minutes left in the game, maybe like two and a half or something. And instead of just putting the ball, and again, this is where it gets interesting. Coaches not trusting to the side of the ball that they came up in. Like Dan Lanning is a defensive coach, and yet he showed absolutely no faith in his defense when from his own territory he goes for it with a freshman quarterback that has no real threat of throwing the ball he goes for it on fourth and one running back falls in the backfield uh Washington doesn't even move the ball they just kick a field goal like like they got stopped like Dan Lanning's defense came up with a stop but then Washington was already in field goal range they end up kicking the field goal make it 37 34 and they win the game um Again, a bit of an ironic ending there. So, what does that mean? That means Oregon is now out, not out of the. Hmm, let me check Pac-12 standings. Actually, I'm not sure if there. Well, there's a lot of things going on still, so it's hard to determine whether or not they're. Yeah, and they, and 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 they and they do the top two thing, right? There's no divisions; they just do the top two teams. Correct. And UCLA is UCLA still losing to Arizona? I believe. So. Let me double check that right now. Um. By the way, I don't want to go too deep in the potential Pac-12 woods because it could get really weird before it's all said and done. But Oregon is out of the playoff, right? Uh, we, we we said it earlier this week. The Pac-12 makes an art of not getting uh, of not getting teams in the playoffs, and here they go again. One more contender falls. If UCLA falls tonight, that will be another, and then they will be down to just USC now. Why that matters is, again, if the Pac-12 loses their potential spot in the playoff, that opens up for, you know, the three SEC team scenarios that we've talked about. Uh, Maybe it opens up a one-loss Michigan or one-loss Ohio State to get in there. I don't think any other conference with one loss is going to get in there if you're not conference champion. So it it, it gives a little life to, um, I would say, probably the biggest winners here are the three SEC scenario or – uh, the loser of Ohio State, Michigan. Um, Blizzard25 says, $5 Super Chat. Thank you, Blizzard. What's your opinion on Tennessee running up the score late in the fourth today? The reaction is mixed. Either it's classless or style points for the committee. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit of a – if you're upset with it, it's kind of created – Hmm. I, I don't want to say prison of your own creation, but I'm, like, trying to say that. Like – it behooves a team to smash their opponent. If you are someone who is going to rely on judgment to get you into the playoff, which Tennessee is, right? 
Um, they, they, they are, they, they do not control their own destiny, although they will almost assuredly make the playoff. Uh, they need to put as much good tape as they can out there. Um, so that the committee is impressed. So, uh, you could say it's classless, but I do think it's just the reality of the situation. Like, I think it's what they have to do. So I, I, I have no problem with it, um, at all. Uh, uh, Brandon Reese says, I think Tennessee gets to play regardless because they'll move up after the Ohio state, Michigan, Tennessee is getting it. Tennessee is definitely getting in, dude. Um, I, I think Tennessee was getting in probably even with a PAC 12 champion. Now I guess TCU, uh, is the other kind of assumed loss. Mm-hmm. That we had in there to get uh to get look at the surprise we have, T Bob. Twelve champion. Hey, Aaron Murray. What's yo, up, yo, dude? Yo, yo. What's going on, man? How you doing, bro? I was uh listening to you on my car ride home. Uh you're really good at your job, T Bob. I mean, just phenomenal. I was thoroughly enjoying the late night breakdown of the games. And it's great because my come brain on and help my, my my poor yes. my poor man in your 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 raspy little voice right now. It is. It is a raspy little voice, um, and 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 I got to be honest. I'm struggling. Eleven a.m. kickoffs are so weird because for my LSU show, whiskey and wine, like I, I I literally have to drink. Like I, it's not. It's not like a what. Like it, it is. It is a literal built-in part of the show. So it's always this wild. Like I'm drunk at like two in the afternoon, but now I have to, and I do a show then. But now I have to like go to the office and like just so regular. It's been a weird day, a long day. I'm very glad to have you here, Aaron Murray. Um, how'd the game go? How'd your call go? Game went great. Coastal Carolina versus Southern Miss. I'm here in uh, near Coastal Carolina and uh, 26-23. So we had a competitive ball game. I uh, did have my eye on everything going on across the country. Had my uh, don't tell my bosses this. Had some iPads up watching games. Uh, and damn, are you a multiple funny. iPad guy, Aaron Murray? I am a multiple iPad guy. Yes. And Ooh, what a flex, too. dude. And what a fuck, what a flex. Well, I got iPad. I got my computer and I got my iPad and I got my phone. Okay. What's I'm okay. calling okay. a game too. Like your boy, some pretty talented stuff going up there. If I do say so myself. Uh, hey, up there shout the out. Get, get the I agree, back. bro. It's very impressive. Shout out to the Chanticleers as well. They lost their starting yeah. quarterback, right? Starting quarterbacks out. They balled out still. And uh, especially with your, your your Tulane team going down today. I know, I dude. Think my, I, I think, know. I think, uh, I think the, the Coastal Carolina Chanteliers may have an opportunity to jump inside the top 25 this week. So we'll see. And, yeah. and they're losing two. So, I mean, there needs to be some kind of representation for the group of five. Uh, they're in the top 25 rankings that come out on Tuesday. So, so, at a, so we talked about Texas and A&M and how it feels like both Sark and Jimbo's jobs are like potentially in trouble. You got Neil Brown probably out of WU. Like, who's going to give Jamie Chadwell a chance? Like, who's going to be like, we, he, he, it, he, he, he is a, like, he can, remember we were talking the other day about how, like, yeah. you, you ideally, I think, I can't remember what school we were talking about. We were talking about how you want to hire a coach who has like a schematic advantage. He has a beautiful yeah. offense. Like he brings yeah. scheme to the table as well as like juice, personality. Like somebody give Jamie Chadwell a big time job. It's insane. I'm with you, man. I said it tonight on the broadcast. I was like, man, if you if you're looking for a new coach and you need someone, you're going to look on offense. You're going to look at someone who who can create on that side. That's why Lane is is up there that's why hugh freeze is up there because they can score points and that's what people want like at the end of the day you yeah. know we just want someone to come in there can entertain us can score points we can have fun if you're gonna lose 
at least score lose scoring 30, 40 points. Um, I mean, that is what people want. People want Tennessee. They want Ole Miss. That is the type of stuff that they are dying for. And right now, Texas is not delivering on that. Obviously, we talk about it you know, every single week. A&M is not delivering on that. Coastal Carolina is, man. It's a great offense. It's unique. It's different. It's it's triple option esque along with the RPO, and he's it's, doing it with it's lesser so athletes. Cool. It's yeah. awesome, and it's it is so much fun to watch. So you know he's been one of the most successful group of five coaches the past three years. He's turned Coastal Carolina into probably a top five team this weekend, a team that's only lost a few games in the past three seasons. A a yeah. quarterback that's thrown ninety career touchdowns. That was the most prolific quarterback in last year when it comes to to stats and QBR was here at Coastal Carolina. So, yeah, like his name is always coming up. Eventually it's going to hit, and he's going to get an opportunity. Um, you know, I, I was listening to you, obviously, like I said, on the car right here, and, and as you kind of broke down Texas and Texas A&M, I appreciate you not going completely in on me about my my um, no, bro. belief no, look, in look, Texas. Yeah, and just, you can't look. Look, I'll, I'll say this. I'll uh, say this. This is just like we were both alcoholics, and I got off the bottle before you. And the worst thing I could do to you would be to try to taunt uh, you. I do not want to drive you back to the bottle. I, I would rather welcome you with open arms to you know the is, never, never again, never again, Texas club. We're here. Never again. Now we are united. You know what the problem is? So I grew up weird enough. I grew up a Texas fan. Uh, I was playing NCAA football. I did like the yep. creative player, create myself a quarterback. I was like, I want to put myself on the team that has the best receivers. This is when they had Roy Williams. Like, oh, Texas is yeah, legit. Yeah. So like I played with Texas on NCAA. I was like, man, I like their colors. I did some research, their tradition, the championships. So I like I bought like a big ass Texas board. Uh Chris Sims, who ended up being the quarterback for the Bucks, was at Texas. And obviously I lived in Tampa. It's like all these weird things were happening. I was like, oh, Texas is my team. So I'm going through the recruiting process. I am the number two recruit in the country when it comes to quarterbacks. I get an offer yeah. from everyone. Everyone. The only school that. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Me, is this real life? Hold on. Is this real life or NCAA? No, no, real life. Like real oh, life. Okay, I was okay, okay, two, okay, okay. Yeah, we're down to the real world. I was the number nice. two recruit in the country uh, when it comes to quarterbacks. And I got, a, I literally got 70, 80 offers. The only school that didn't offer me was Texas. And Man. it's kind of like. You know what it is, though? But this goes back to the story of why I keep going back. It's like the girl that they said no you. to you. Yeah. They negged she, you, she dude. She denied me. Yeah. She said, no, yeah, I don't yeah. want you. And I just like, <laughs> deep down inside, I want her love and attention and goodness. And um, she just keeps bending me over, unfortunately. Did, so. did you um, did you ever watch the show The Pickup Artist? Or did you ever go through a streak in your life where you read the book, The Pickup Artist? It's no. it, it, Brum. I know you have, dude. I know for a fact, Brum, at some point, used to watch The Pickup Artist. I have not seen The Pickup Artist. It's a whole Wow. Wait, so y'all have never seen this where the guy mm -hmm. talks about peacocking, like wearing like a top hat to the bar or like learning magic tricks and like all these different ways to get girls to make out with you. But like one of the main ways is called negging. And it's basically where you just go up to like a hot girl and like insult her or something because, and then she's like, <laughs> because you let her, because, because whatever, because, you know, now she's like, oh my God, like what? I'm hot. Like, what's he talking about? That was basically you. Texas yeah. negged you. It's still, yeah, it's still didn't. working, but we're breaking that cycle. Okay. We're breaking that cycle. We're off the bottle 
never again, Texas. Next time Lucy lines up that football, okay, Aaron, do not go to kick it. I do not want you to go to kick it. Look at that. Is that a number one dual threat rating right there? Were you a dual threat? Let's go, dude. Russell Shepard. Yeah, they all. Yeah, that's my dog, dude. Uh, Russell Shepard is one of the best human beings I've ever met in my entire life. An incredible teammate. Ended up making the league for a while. Uh, Could not throw football. No. Could not throw football to save his life. Uh, We quickly realized when he got to LSU that he was not going to be a quarterback. Aaron, I'm just impressed with your dual threat rating here, though. Like that, they run back in the day. Yeah, I guess so, dude. I'm gonna have to go watch some old highlights. Again. Uh, go watch by the way, the plant highlights. Wait, so you were you were the number two quarterback in the nation? I think yeah, number two dual threat. Okay, well, uh, your boy here, the number two center in the nation. Look at us, Ooh. dude. Look, and at, look us, at us, dude. Two teams, two teams in the IC yep. championship. Your Tigers, though. Screwed me with the 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 the, the minus three and a half. Luckily, a bad, luckily I bro, got a bad day of beats for minus you. three, so so it was a push. But um, I, I know Ooh, we okay, were okay, it, 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 yeah. go at LSU because it's your team. But man, I got some thoughts about them. No, no, no. I want to. I actually want to hear what you have to say. I was just going to say, hold on, because you had brutal beats today. There was that one. I mean, as soon yeah. as KJ Jefferson wasn't playing, you thought it was cash money. I agree. Uh, oh. Did the over not hit in Wake Forest no. UNC? No, no. I had so I had nine bets today. My LSU one pushed, and then I went four for four for my other ones. But luckily, the ones that I spent a little bit more money on, Georgia covering. And was another one I put a little bit more money on. Those both hit. So I ended up winning, I think, like 150 bucks today. But then I owe you for okay, nice. the Texas. So I only won 100 bucks uh, today. Um, but I'm still in the positive. So I'm happy about that. I'll take it. Uh, All right. What, Vandal, what did you think of LSU, though? You know what? You could say a little bit sleepwalk. I was, I was, I was disappointed in Jaden, you know, from, from the yeah. fumble um, to his inability to, to really dissect that defense. Because, like, listen, I've – you know, you know my feelings on Arkansas. I covered them last week. I've watched them closely all year because I re- I respect Sam Pittman. I love what Arkansas is doing and 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 all that. For for them to to be eight of fifteen for eighty six yards and one interception, and I get man, it was cold. The weather Crazy. sucked, but like, come on, this defense. I heard I actually I heard I heard the weather wasn't that bad too. I heard the weather like There's like I know it was cold. It was cool. No, I know, I know, but 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 I remember I was listening to the broadcast. I was driving to work, and I had the radio on, and the sideline Gordy Rush from the station or whatever was basically saying like, "Look, y'all, it's actually beautiful football weather out here. Like like the ice is gone. It's not windy. It's super sunny. So like, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not giving I'm not, I'm not allowing yeah, LSU any excuses. I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It I agree. That's why I'm saying that. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it makes. I think it makes it even worse the fact that that you were not able to, to to move the ball and score points against that that defense and that secondary. So listen, you know, I'll, I'll I will chalk it up, and maybe I'm just a little bit salty now because they didn't cover the spread for me. You know, I'll chalk it up to listen. Hangover, Alabama. This was essentially Arkansas's you know big game for them to make a statement like, hey, you know, don't forget about us. We've kind of played like crap lately, and obviously the rallying cry of hey, KJ's out. You know, everyone else on the team needs to step up. That didn't happen. So a win's a win. At the end of the day, I will give LSU credit for where they start off of the season. Who would have yeah. thunk after the after the, the loss first FSU 
that this team would clinch the West with clinch, two weeks clinch to the West. With two yeah, weeks exactly. Not even just win the West, but go. clinch, clinch the West. Yeah. That is insane. That is insane. So I, I, I do applaud you. Congratulations. You were the first team to clinch. George obviously clinched tonight as well. So that matchup is set. It was a sloppy game. It was sleepy. Uh, defensively, man, like, that was awesome. Harold Perkins is a stud. We all know it. Yeah. He may be um, – someone said, like, Todd McShay is like, oh, he's a top 25 pick in 2025. I don't know what you're smoking, Todd McShay. He's a top 10 pick in 2025. Yeah, He, he may be a top 10 pick or top 5 pick in 2025 he's the he may be the best linebacker in the country right now he's going to be you know what he is okay defensive player in the country in two years you know what he is he may not be the best linebacker right now because even as his own coach uh matt house the dc says like he really doesn't actually like know how to play linebacker yet he is the best quarterback spy in the country full stop full stop not even close dude but yeah, look what he did at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. He's and he can, and he can rush off the edge. Ooh. He can rush that bend, that bend move. Oh my god, that was like some Neo in the Matrix type shit. Yeah, I mean that kind of defied physics the way that he bent, bent in. Uh, what do they call that? Bent, I, I bend in the hoop. I don't know. That dip and rip though was just uh, on a That's whole nother level. And the thing about him though, w- what's what's wild is like if you have a quarterback that can't really throw the ball and is a runner, you're dead because Harold Perkins completely negates the ability for him to run. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you just can't do it, dude. You're not faster than him. And he literally looks like a lion hunting gazelle. He kind of, he stalks and he waits and he's behind the tall grass, right? Which is like the line. And the second the gazelle breaks the pocket, I mean, he's on him, dude. It, it's insane. He had, so the, Two weeks, okay, before their bye week, he won SEC Defensive Player, uh, excuse me, SEC Defensive Freshman of the Week. Last week, he won SEC Defensive Player of the Week. He's about to win SEC Defensive Player of the Week again yep. this week, and he's 18 years old. Unreal. Oh, Four sacks, two forced fumbles. He was awesome. Well, I know they said a bunch of the broadcast, but for those who didn't watch it or muted it for whatever reason, um, Malik Hornsby is elite speed, like elite, yeah. elite speed, like four, 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 five speed. And he was hawking him down. Like it was nothing. It looked like he was chasing me out of the backfield. Like get your ass over here. You're going down. And then the, the bend, the rip, all that stuff come off the edge. Yeah. He's, he's a special talent. So like, yeah, he, he's, he is going to be a top 10, top five pick in the NFL draft in a couple of years. He is a, a, a difference maker on that defense, which I, I've I've said all year. I think this defense is is super super talented. They're athletic. They have talent at all three levels, from BJ to Ali, who hasn't played great this year, but still has talent. BJ obviously has been terrific. He is yeah. now kind of solidified himself as one of the most elite linebackers in the SEC. And then yeah. you know with with Jay Ward and company in the back end, like I think the back end is is pretty darn talented too. The, so like, the transfers that they got from Arkansas, Fouché's been really good. And then um, and the Jarek Bernard Converse and Makai Gardner. Jarek Bernard Converse came from Oklahoma State. Makai Gardner came from, uh, I believe, Arkansas as well. So, yeah, it was yeah. a hobble-together secondary that has actually performed very well. Yep. Um, oh, wow. James Wade says Hornsby was the anchor leg on the number one ranked four by 100 high school track team in the nation in Houston, the anchor 
on the number one four. That's I'm bringing that up on my show Monday. That's insane. Um, that 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 is absolutely insane. Unbelievable. Um, okay, so here's what I'll say about LSU. Uh, obviously, who's going to be pissed? You just won the West. Um, is it crazy that you didn't cover? Yes, but one thing I do like, Aaron, I, I think it's a sign of uh, well coached teams, or, or 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 just good just good football teams. Is are you adaptable? Like, like, can you find a way to win the game within the context of the game? Like TCU, TCU showed massive adaptability today. Their defense has been awful. They have been getting run over. And today on a day when their offense was going backwards as much as it was going forwards early on, TCU's defense shut Texas the fuck down. B. John Robinson didn't do anything. Kind of the same thing with LSU here, right? LSU's offense has had to win them a bunch of games this year, or a few games. Uh, this Today was a day where the defense – returns the favor so um i do oh, i do think i do i do, I do, I do there's a couple things there's we, we, i know the the big buzzword is like culture like every coach comes with like i'm going to change the culture and i'm going to turn the culture yeah. to what i want it to be like this and other i do think that that it is it actually is happening there at lsu i think there's two perfect examples of this the first one is obviously finding ways to win football games that maybe you're not supposed to or that you're you know kind of in the shitter like versus auburn they're losing the game they shouldn't be losing to yeah. auburn they were they found a way to come back and win the football game. Um, you know, you're losing to Ole Miss. What was it seventeen nothing? You came back, found a way to win that football game. You're yeah. you're down versus Alabama. You come back and find a way to put that game in overtime, win that game, and then you have a, a weird game in Arkansas, not playing great, but you found a way to win the football game. So that's that's number one. And then number two is is, is I'll still go back to the I don't I I don't I don't want to pick on Booty, but like Booty was being a, a headache at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and the fact that we've seen him completely 180 mentally and and be so much more involved in the offense and more engaged shows you that that if you can get a superstar to commit um, and with his personality tells me too that hey this whole culture thing is working there at LSU as well. So I, they're they're way ahead of schedule. I mean they are light years ahead of schedule for where they should be at the moment. You know they're going to win yeah. this weekend versus UAB. They're they're. For sure. I mean, goodness gracious, they better beat A and M. Um, ten yeah, and two I SEC know, West champs is absurd. That's crazy. Absurd. Well, and then and then, and then you know, and then eleven and two SEC champs playoff. Maybe it's you know. I mean, it's gonna be crazy, dude. Hey, have you talked you you talk, you talk about you haven't talked about my dogs massive? I was about to heavy. ask you about your dogs, but before we do, I hope Stequavius, you know, Stequavius better get ready because Percules is coming. Percules, Percules. I want to see. I want to see Stetson try to do what he did tonight against that the safety for yes, Mississippi State. Yes. To uh, to Harold uh, Perkins and see how that ends up. I mean, uh, brother, he put the Stetson with the moves. I mean, my goodness, bruh, he put, put that dude on skates. Him, like it was like a one. Like Stetson a couple times have, has has pulled it, and like he's going to the outside and then has like a, a a cut and then breaks it back in and then makes the guy miss and takes it for a touchdown. Like he's done that a few times. Like he squared him up. And yes. Gave him a little, no, that was, uh, and then boom, and then broke yeah. his ankle. Like that's different. That that is that was, another level of embarrassment. That was some and one mixtape shit. Like that yeah. was some straight up and one mixtape hot sauce skipped to my Lou. Fucking the professor. Actually, I guess the professor is probably the best comp for Stetson when it comes to and yeah. one. Um, how about your dogs, man? Uh, just mm. another classic day uh you know i i guess it's fun to watch i wouldn't know 
Um, LSU's out here in fucking dog fights with Arkansas. <laughs> but yeah, Georgia. Actually, I guess it was kind of close it, early it on. Scary. It was yeah, it, it was sketchy early on, but then but then Georgia just, I mean, again, when Georgia wakes up and focuses, no one stands a chance. Well, I so so listen, it was it was what 17-12, the the punt return, you know, sets it yeah. through a pick. I'm like, man, like like what's he gonna like stop playing with your food? You know, they, they they've done that a couple times this year. And it was halftime of my game, so I'm watching it halftime. I'm like, I'm gonna go eat some food. So I went downstairs, grabbed some grub, and then came back up to the booth. And all of a sudden, it's uh, 32 to 12. I'm like, what the hell did I miss? Like that, but that, like that is Georgia. <laughs> it did, like, it did happen quickly. It's like, like, hey man, like we'll mess around, but like as soon as like Kirby gives us our halftime speech, like wake your ass up, they show up in the second half, and then just bam, gone. Like they are that good. Where it's literally a switch. It's a switch, and they're off to the races. And then you know, shut down Mississippi State. Um, you know, I thought played well. wasn't as as dominant defensively as I was hoping they would be. I was I was looking for more of a, a Alabama esque performance on that side of the football. But they were also put in some bad situations. You know, Stetson throws a pick. Uh, it, it, Mississippi State gets the ball in in somewhat the red zone. Scores two plays later. Obviously, the punt return for a touchdown, that's 14 points right there. So really, yeah. you know, honestly, the defense gave up, I would say, you know, 12 points, if not less than that, based on kind of the bad situations that the offense put them in. So really a good performance overall from the defense um, in this game. You know, offense did enough. I, I don't like the turnovers they had, um, you know, but you're going to have those games. Like for, for, for us to believe that Stetson was going to go this season and throw 40 touchdowns and no interceptions, like that's just fool's dreaming right there. Like to me, I'm kind of glad he's thrown a couple. I know it sounds weird, but there is a stretch of games where I thought Stetson was playing too conservatively. Yeah. Where I'm like, Stetson, yeah. just go rip that bitch. Like you're, yeah. you're you're guiding it. You're scared to make a mistake. You're going to make a mistake. It's going to happen. It's the name of the game. You play in the best conference in America, uh, tough environments. You're going to screw up. Don't be afraid I, I, to make mistakes. That's all I got to say. And he's, he's played better. What goes through a quarterback's head before you rip a deep ball? I always like to think of like Uncle Rico, like you're just like, I'm about to throw this bitch a mile. Whoa. And then you just fucking like let it ride. Like what goes through your head? Uh, touchdown. The, the touchdown. Just, just, I, yeah, I'm just thinking touchdown. Like I, you know, because you know pre-snap. Like, all right, this is the play. Yeah. You know, this is kind of the coverage. There is a possibility for – if this if this goes right and this safety moves this direction, there's an you know, there's an opportunity to throw the ball deep. So like you're pre-snap, like okay, let's we're getting a little bit horny for this. I just need the safety yeah. to move one way and I'm letting this thing go. So yeah, like it's 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 a good feeling when you let it go. The, the announcers are like, uh, is does Aaron Murray have an erection? Pre-snap, <laughs> he sees cover zero man coverage and just gets you know, fully hard. From, you know, where I got that from was. Uh, I was at, we were in meetings in Kansas city and coach Reed was talking about Donovan McNabb from his time in Philly. And I guess Donovan threw a pick Ooh, and that's cool. coach Reed was in meetings and he was like, he asked him, he's like, why the hell did you throw that? And I guess Donovan was like, man, I just got really horny for the play. I just was really <laughs> horny for it coach. And uh, I just wanted to throw it, got horny for it. And coach Reed's like, okay, well, I get it. I Hell yeah, completely. dude. Donovan McNabb was a beast back in the day, dude. 
Um, all right, uh, a couple super chats here. Neil Johnson, five dollars says, although he won't win, is HP forty in the Heisman conversation? No, he's not, but um, he is one of the best yeah. players in the country. You know who James did lose our opportunity? There's a couple of people that got eliminated. I almost, I almost sent you a um, a little bet for for Bo Nix for the Heisman. Well, he still had a good game, but I think the loss obviously hurts his chances. Jaden's out. Unless Jaden balls out versus Georgia, um, I think his chances kind of dwindled today. Like th- Today was his opportunity where you beat Alabama, you had the huge game, huge moment. Yep. A lot of eyeballs were going to be on you today. I think a lot of people are watching that game. If he would have then capitalized on that moment and gone out there and had three or four touchdowns, then all of a sudden we're like, okay, this guy is legit in the conversation for the Heisman. Yeah. I think he missed on that opportunity today. Uh, I agree. I agree. I mean, we'll get into Heisman during the week, um, but whatever. Uh, $5 Super Chat says, Bulldogs versus Tigers in Atlanta. Possible future matchup for years to come. LSU two years ahead of schedule. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's dead. Bulldogs are definitely going to keep going to Atlanta. Side, yes. yeah. The, the, yeah, I was about to say, the West is still going to be, you know, a little sketchy. Josh Chapman with the $2 Super Chat says, imagine if LSU had Mason Smith. That's true. That would be crazy. Neil Johnson, uh, $5 Super Chat. If LSU beats Georgia and Atlanta, do they make the playoffs? Uh, I think UJ makes it no matter if they win or lose. I agree UJ makes it if they win or lose. I think that if LSU were to win, you would need things to happen. You would need TCU to lose. And, uh, well, Oregon lost, so you would need like who you, you would need a Oregon two loss Pac twelve champion. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You, you would need a two. Yeah, you need a two loss Pac twelve champion, and you need a yeah. You need the Big Twelve to be out of it and the ACC to be out of it. Because I do think you know, that the they would put in next week. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon plays Utah. Yeah, and if Bo Nix is out, you know what? What you know? Does Utah win that game? And now all of a sudden, are you talking about Utah? in the Pac-12 championship game first, you know, the winner of USC versus UCLA. But, you know, right now, oh, too, let's UCLA check on your, uh, let's check on your UCLA boys, Aaron. Man, How's it going, old Baron Murray? How's UCLA doing right now? It ain't going there. I think they're looking a little bit ahead to next weekend's game versus USC. But, hey, my Bruins are going to be a second-half team. They're going to come out strong. They're going to win the football game. And uh, we'll make our little wager for next week for UCLA versus USC. So come on, come on, bro. Let's yeah, go. You, 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 on, you know it. I'll, I'll, I'll just come put on, my man. fifty bucks that you owe me back on it. Um, James Wade, LSU controls their own destiny. I actually don't. The LSU actually does not when it comes to the playoff. Uh, but obviously okay. they're going to Atlanta, so that's great. Um, okay, uh, last things here. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian gave the most Aaron Murray quote that I've ever heard when at half he told Holly Rowe, quote, execution all comes down to executing. Hey, Steve, (laughs) Steve, I can't fucking argue with it, dude. I mean, he's not wrong. Aaron told y'all last week, all risks are risky. And Sark told Holly Rowe tonight, (laughs) execution comes down to executing. Great call. Sark. I mean, I don't know how Texas didn't win with with with, with halftime uh, answers like that. Um, no idea. I love the I Auburn mean, that's, fans. That's, that's uh, Aaron, real quick, who was who was the worst loss? A and M or Texas? Uh Texas, one hundred percent. You know, I said it during the okay. week, man. Like this is this was Texas' opportunity to make a statement. Like you, you, you don't come into Texas into our home and win football games. We are Texas. You are TCU. That ain't gonna happen. And and not only did they lose, they got embarrassed. They they looked terrible. Quinn yeah. Ewers, 
I mean, I was texting you the whole game, like, just bench him, man. Just put He's him on the He's got bad body language. I don't know what it is. Because I, I, I know, know you why don't want your quarterback to get just too high or him. low, but, like. The thing is, like, you have a good backup. Like, you have a guy at, at the backup in Hudson Carr who has played a lot of football and right now has thrown six touchdowns to one pick and 70% completion. Like, yeah. put his ass in. Quinn Ewers is yeah. not ready. We thought he was, and we thought he was going to be great. He ain't ready. He's cost you two football games versus yeah. two very bad defenses. Oklahoma State is garbage on defense. The worst passing defense in the Big 12. TCU is not a very good defense. He has cost you two football games. And two opportunities where he looked bad in the first half, and he looked like he was out of it. He looked like he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't look like he knew how to throw a football. And you have a backup in Hudson Carr who's more experienced, who you could have said, okay, Quinn, you're our future. But right now, you just ain't feeling it, kid. You're going to sit here and watch Hudson go out there. So I thought I thought Sark screwed up both games. I would have put Hudson in in a heartbeat both games in the second half and seen what he could have done. Well, and and it, 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 he's just so confusing, Quinn Ewers is, because he – I texted the group, but he like – he simultaneously kind of throws a beautiful ball, but maybe it's just because he's inaccurate. It just seems so ugly. Or slow or something. I I, I don't know, man. He's just late. He's just he's just late. It, that's what that, that I think he's that's what it is. I, yeah, it. yeah. It looks good, but then the defense makes a play. It's like, oh, well, because you know you were a, a half second late throwing the football. Like there's a sense of anticipation that's just not there. He's young. He's he's gonna get better. The talent's there. There's no doubt about it. But like right now, when you're Sark and you're trying to build something and you need to you need to win these football games for your fan base for recruiting and everything else that goes along with it to just get people off your fucking back. Like put the guy in there that can win you the game right now. And, and there's the thing that frustrated me. This game is like, there is proof from the Oklahoma state game that when yours is not feeling it, he's bad. So like you should have had a plan as a coaching staff saying like, if this happens again, we're going to go to Hudson. That's a really and good point. Yours looked awful in the first half, have the plan of, Yours, sorry, Hudson, you're in. Go win the second half. Like, that's bad coaching. So, would you fire Sark? It's only year two. Is he on the hot seat? No. No. You have no, to no, give no, him a third year, right? You at least, you have to give him at least a third year. Yeah, with the recruiting class that he's brought in, you have to give him another year. And because if you fire him right now, like, I don't know what would happen to that recruiting class. It would, it, it would, you would see mass exodus and you may see some guys leave too like that you understand like four and five star guys they want to commit to winning programs they want yeah. to go somewhere where like they get to brag to mom and dad and you know their girlfriend and aunt uncle and their boys like hey man i've committed to a you know a top five top ten team like no one wants to say hey i've committed to texas they're five and five and not in the, not in the top 25 like yeah if you're a five star there's a level of expectation of where you're going and texas hasn't been there for a while so this is this is going to hurt them, but firing Sark right now would put this program back two, three years. Yeah, you're right. Uh, last one. Do you fire Jimbo? <sighs> I mean, again, Jimbo is is just putting on a master class in how to force your boss to fire you like like i mean it is incredible well, the first thing is did neil brown keep his job today? did neil brown uh, keep i know his job uh, 
I, I hope not, dude. I hope not. You know my feelings on Brown. I did not watch that game, though. I, I was, like, shocked when I saw that score. I think I took – I bet on Oklahoma like a dumbass. Also, that situation feels awful. We don't have enough time to get into it tonight, but, like, Venables has never done this before. Like, you have no reason as Oklahoma fan to feel good about your future. The question is, do they make a bowl game, Oklahoma, right now? I mean, you're, you're versus Oklahoma State next weekend. You know, we'll see if Oklahoma State's quarterback's healthy or not. Uh, and then you're at Texas Tech, and Texas Tech, as we all know, is is, is always a, a tough game to play on the road, especially when your defense has been as bad as your defense has been. Um, does Oklahoma go five and seven, not make a bowl game? You know, they're, they're flirting right now with the worst. I mean, they're 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 second to worst conference record, actually the worst because West Virginia beat them, so they have the head to head. The only worst team in the conference right now is Iowa State. And that's insane because Oklahoma fans are not used to that at all. Mm -mm. Like, they've never had a bad year. Like, there has not been an easier program to be a fan of than Oklahoma, like maybe in college football history, but like certainly in our lifetime. Um, Wow, 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 wow. Uh, Yeah, and then on the Jimbo front, dude, you know what's wild to me, Aaron, is that Auburn just looked significantly better than A&M did. Like an Auburn team that has – Cadillac as the head coach. The Auburns had awful recruiting. Half the teams no left. Quarterback. They fired their coach. No, no quarterback. quarterback. Like, I love no. Robbie Ashford's grit, but he cannot throw the ball. AM won the turnover battle three to one. Like, AM is AM is horrible. It is, it is, it 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 defies comprehension just how bad AM has gotten. It's it's wild, bro. No, Shout it's, out it's Jimmy Sexton. Three and seven number six team in the country is three and seven you want to talk another another interesting game today just real quick yeah um, what you got so so early on this season i i picked florida to beat kentucky um, and florida lost and if you go back and watch the film right now i guarantee you would say just watching just purely the, like the coaches tape you would say florida should have won that football game Anthony Richardson throws two horrendous interceptions. Awful picks. Yeah, Yeah, awful picks. But Florida was the better football team in that game. Kentucky won. So Matt Jones comes on my radio show in the afternoon, and he's, you know, I told you so, and you're an idiot, and you don't know football, and you're wait. So for those for those that don't know, Matt Jones is the Kentucky sports radio guy, a massive, massive Kentucky sports personality. Yes. So I'm like Matt, like your team got lucky. They were not the better football team. You take away those two picks, which weren't weren't the doing of Kentucky. It was more just Anthony Richardson just being Anthony Richardson. Like, they were not the better football team. You guys are not that good. And he's like, no, we're going to win 10 games. We're the second best team in the East. You don't know football. You're an idiot. I'm like, okay, Matt, goodbye. Adios. Uh, I called my producer to say, and today for my, my that show, I said, we need Matt on Monday. And I'm going to release all hell on him. You just lost to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. So you're the idiot for not knowing football, so get off my back. Um. Also, I mean, let's be clear, dude. Um, Kentucky had this coming the second that Stoops went after Calipari and tried to make it like – you know, like, got upset when Calipari called Kentucky a basketball school. Mm-hmm. Hello, you fucking are a basketball school. That doesn't mean you can't be yeah. good at football or whatever. Like, what what are we talking about here, dude? You're getting a little fat and cocky over there. And also, to be fair, um, 
I just got so sick of all the football bros that are obsessed with Kentucky. Like Jake. I love Jake to death. Jake Hester, my co-host. But he loves in some stoops of Kentucky. And for years, all I got to hear about, they're actually good. They're actually good. They're actually good. Well, they're actually not. Because uh, they had the quarterback this year. And they booty. Uh, Van, what, did, had a Vandy, isn't that their first SEC win in like 25 games or something? Yeah, it's been like three years, four years since they've won an SEC game. For hey, shout out Clark Lee, dude. Shout out Clark Lee. Shout out Clark Lee and shout out to Mike Wright, man. They, you know, I, listen, Mike Mike was a starter before the season. He played well through the first two games, kind of went through a little bit something in the third game. They bring in A.J. Swan. You know, A.J.'s played great. Um, but, like, Mike just brings you that dynamic of running where, like, Vanderbilt needs explosive plays. Like, they need some quarterback that can just all of a sudden, boom, turn up, you know, get a 60 yard touchdown run. And, and Mike was that guy and he did that in this game and actually made some yeah. big time throws too, you know, especially the touchdown throw to win the football game. So big shout out to Vandy. Uh, and thank uh-huh. you too. That was a, a big, big cover for me and my under, I knew I should pick that under, like, I'm just not good with overs this year. I'm over two. You know, Fuck I said you this over at 48 yeah. uh, and I hit it easily. I was like, man, I should have just stuck with this as my under for the show too. But, um, I'm done with overs. I'm done. Yeah, well, look, I'm pretty upset, too, because the system plays worked out awfully. Wake Forest had a chance, but Hartman screwed it up. But, like, Baylor got their ass kicked. Um, uh, Cortland Jacob in the chat points out, Vandy has a longer SEC win streak than A&M does right now. (laughs) 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 Oh, how about this? If we're throwing random shout-outs, shout-out to Jim Mora Jr., UConn, Ooh, a program that yeah. was awful, beats Liberty. Fresh off the SEC win, UConn on, beats Liberty. Liberty. Get bowl eligible, six and Hugh five. Beat Hugh Freeze, Freeze and Liberty. Hugh Freeze First time. Yep. yep. Mm. Uh, no, Hugh Freeze was reading the good book. Okay, he don't read those press clippings. Um, mm. No, UConn though, uh, bowl eligible for the first time since 2015. It's awesome. Nice. Congrats. Uh, all right, State? I think. Yeah, bro. Sorry, another team. So them, no, 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 no. Them and Kentucky. Uh-huh. I got so sick of the football uh-huh. bros. Like you do so much media, and there was just uh-huh. a sect of media where it's like, well, you know, like NC State, Texas, and I even got sucked in. I think I even chose NC State to like win the ACC or something. Pfft, I'm a dumbass. Well, my, uh, my, 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 my play-by-play guy tonight, big ACC guy, went to Syracuse. You know, before the show. We actually were golfing this morning. We we're a little round of golf, early morning golf, oh. and uh, which my 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 thirty eight pregnant, thirty eight week pregnant wife, who was Maddox was being a nightmare this morning, FaceTime me. And she goes, "Are you really fucking golfing right now?" I'm like, "Oops, sorry." Ooh, ooh. You got to get in like you got to get in like a bathroom or something at that point and kind of hide uh, your surroundings. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like the one like the guy wears the green screen around him. And he's yes, like, yes, exactly, exactly, like, exactly. Uh, but, but anyways, we're on the course, and he's like, you know, he asked me about the whole playoff situation. I'm like, dude, the ACC's out. He said, no, they're not. Like the ACC is legit. The ACC is just deep, and they're a good conference. And like a one loss Clemson or UNC deserves to get in there. And uh, I'm like, dude, your conference is a joke, man. Just like give up on it. They're so bad, and dude. They're tonight, so bad. like when NC State lost to Boston College, like, dude, that actually was like the final straw. Like, yes, the ACC is not very good. I'm like, he said that. He finally yeah. admitted it. Hell he yeah, finally dude. admitted it. <laughs> oh, look at this. That was the uh, final straw. Look at this comment in the chat. You two are solid gold. Nice work. Thank you, D Snuts. That's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Also, that's a great name. 
Uh, Snaps Baby's coming soon. This is true. Okay, let me think. Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Um, I love Costco Card Kid, but we can actually save him for Monday's show. Um, And, yeah, I think think that will do it for today. So, uh, Aaron, I'm so glad you came. I was honestly not having fun doing this uh, show alone. (laughs) And, and you then you showed up. Wow, I feel on Saturday nights when you're hammered drunk. Doing no, I else. know, dude. It sucks. I know. <laughs> and then next Saturday, dude, they, they're making LSU kick off with UAB at 8 p.m. Um, next Saturday. What the? You know what's going to be interesting? Brum, Brum might be doing the late night show in case Sharon pops like next weekend and you have the 8 p.m. show. Yeah. Maybe yeah, the, the, yeah. the Ryan Brumley special snap show. Yeah, I, I, I just came down to a realization about 30 seconds into the, that point, and I was like, well, we got something to figure out for about, Saturday. My producer for my game, we're at dinner last night, and my producer was like, um, so you didn't tell me that your wife could literally pop any minute. Like, what happens if she goes into labor, like, tonight or tomorrow morning? I'm like, honestly, I have not really thought about that. Like, I don't know what <laughs> I would do in that situation if, like, do I go home? Do I like get in my car and drive six hours back to Atlanta? Yeah, I think you just got to bounce, right? Like you just got to like yeah. middle the broadcast. I mean, but I guess you can't really do that. Oof. Yeah. I, Oof. I, 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 I don't really know. I, I, what I said is like, listen, it's a second kid. Um, so. And now yeah. this is going to be on the internet. So my second kid one day is going to go back and watch this. Be like, wow, dad, thanks for being an asshole. I, I kind of tried a little similar something when we were talking about SEC championship and I learned real quick that, you know, I know don't blame me, blame my cock. It's his fault. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, we love y'all very much. Uh, it really is so much fun hanging out. Thank you to everybody who's still hanging out in the chat right now. Uh, Andy J says, uh, push on 30 for 30, Jimmy Sexton. Yeah, there should be a 30 for 30 on Jimmy Sexton. I agree, Andy. Um, but yeah, again, thank y'all. Thank y'all to everybody. Um, we love doing the show. Uh, thank you to the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. Um, my awful same game parlays continue to fail miserably. Uh, huge thank you to the Volume Sports channel for having us here. And, um, yeah, wherever you listen to pods, y'all, if you can subscribe to the pod, rate it and review it and share it with your friends. Uh, we really want to grow this thing and we're loving growing it with y'all. So thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks so much for coming on after work. Ryan Brumley. Thank you so much for working so late as well. Also Paul Farrington, AKA Polly Walnuts and PG Peck Gunner. Thank y'all as well. Um, and of course the listeners, we love y'all and we'll see you Monday for a brand new episode of snaps. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? 
You get Our Way, a brand new show from iHeart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.